This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to a special edition of MLB Extras. Let's listen in as Mets manager Mickey Calloway addresses the media from the winter meetings in Las Vegas. I think after last season, we need to get better at the catcher position. We're, we're taking a lot of steps with um, the guys we have in our organization currently to, to improve. And I know that Brody's out there looking at external options to, to help our team improve. But we definitely need to get better. <clears throat> it's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm really excited that uh, you know, every team is going to be able to compete this year. And that's what you want. That's what you want to come to the ballpark every day and experience. You want to be out there competing with the best. And, and that's what our, our division is going to be. How do you prioritize different aspects of the game, whether it's offense, pitch framing, defense, game calling, and all that? I think, I think it depends, in my opinion, on what, what you have out on the mound. And what we have out on the mound, defense is probably a priority in that position. We want a guy that can call a good game, control our young starters. And when I say young, they're just young in major league experience. They have uh, had some success at the major league level, but they're not seasoned veterans. So we want a guy that can go out there and lead them day in and day out, um, prepare and call a game the right way. And uh, there's some options out there for that. <laughs> yeah, stay in touch with all the guys. I think right now all we're worried about is, is them improving. You know, Darno's in, in Port St. Lucie at this, at this point continuing to improve. You know, his throwing's going really well. He's recovering well. Ploiecki's in Arizona working on a lot of things for himself to improve. And that's kind of the way we approach it right at this moment because they're on our team. There have been a lot of uh, noticing that there are rumors this offseason. Is it possible or would it be possible in your mind to replace a guy of that talent? I hate to speculate on something that hasn't happened. Like Ploiecki and Darno, Noah's on our team, and he's a great pitcher, and I'm glad that uh, he's one of our starters. So, yeah, I really can't speculate on um, if we could replace him or not. Just speaking to his talent level, what, you know, what you would it would be very, very tough. He's progressed nicely uh, throughout the, the rest of the season. You know, he had a little bit of a setback during during the season with his rehab, and he's doing really well at this point. Everything I've heard about TJ, I haven't got to see him up close in game action other than on film, and he can really hit. So he he definitely is an option for that role that uh, Flores was in. Mickey, how, how important do you think it is to get that one more at least proven arm in the bullpen to? Uh... Over Diaz now? 
I, I like Diaz, obviously, throwing in the ninth inning. I love Lugo. I love the way Gasoman continued to develop this year. To have another guy that can go out there and put up zeros late in the game would be nice to have. It's, it's very challenging. Maybe it's good to get a guy that had a bad year last year. That's just how relievers go. You know, it's kind of back and forth, back and forth. I think you have to target the guys that prepare, that work hard. You can't always predict performance, but you can predict preparation, leadership, and, and work ethic. And, and that's what I think is important in a player. And then you, that gives you the best chance for, for them to have good numbers in the end if you look at those traits and those pitchers. Do you envision Diaz as like strictly your, your closer in the ninth inning, or might you try to move him around a little bit and use him in other spots earlier? Diaz is going to be our closer uh, for, for several reasons. He had great success in that role last year. Uh, so I would hate to take him out of that role. He's comfortable. We've seen the success. We have a lot of confidence in some of our other guys that can come in and um, high leverage situation and get outs. I think Lugo and what he's able to do to both right and left handed batters is valuable in that role. And I also think the, the experience that Gaselman got last year closing also puts him in, in that mold where he can come in in high leverage situations and get some outs. So we already have multiple guys that can come do that. And, and with the comfort level of Diaz closing, it, it probably makes the most sense to keep him in that role at this point. How good do you feel about kind of the guys below that group, the Zamora's, Drew Smith, Tyler Bachelor? Do you feel like you have a couple guys that can be on your opening day? Hey, I do, I do. I, I love all those guys. They all have great upsides. Some of them performed. Some of them learned a lot. Con they need to continue to develop some of them. And there, there's no doubt that even if we acquire one or two more relievers, one or two of those guys have to be on our team and they'll they will deserve to be on our team so i'm, I'm excited about that i'm excited about uh you know getting getting to continue to watch their development because we have some guys that are going to impact the big league team greatly whether it's in april may you know 2020 they're going to be very good pitchers for the mets and it's just fun to watch you know guys with that kind of talent develop and get better As we stand here today, Todd Frazier is going to be standing at third base and, and uh, getting the opportunity to continue to earn that position. Robbie Cano is an established veteran, to say the least. When Robbie hits an easy ground out to second base, he's, he's not going to run hard. That's just who he is. There's a huge positive to balance that out. Are you at peace with that? Are you prepared to defend that to the segment of fans who maybe don't see that big picture? I, I am. I think that Robbie deserves the uh, leeway on that. And, and the reason is, it's not because, oh, you know what, he got out, he's frustrated. That's not the reason he does that. He does it so he can play 155 games, which he's done every year. And he's smart, he knows the game. You're not gonna see him you know, hit a ball and loaf when there's a chance for it to be a hit. He understands that when that ball leaves that fielder's hand, destiny's gonna happen. And so he knows how to do that part of it. Um, you know, I, I, 
also understand that our players, that Rosario's gonna understand, that's Robinson Cano doing that. And he probably can't do the same thing that Robbie can do because he has, doesn't have that experience and probably doesn't quite understand the things that Robbie does when he's doing that. So I'm definitely at peace with it. I don't think it's going to be an issue. And I think he deserves the right to do that so he can keep himself healthy to be out there and help us win every day. You and Brody talked a lot about improving defense up the middle. So looking back, what, what did you think of Rosario's defense and how we can get better? He's obviously fast. He's um, a good athlete. Where is it maybe missing in translating on the field sometimes? I thought he did a heck of a job last year. I think he continued to improve as the season went on. I thought he played his best defense at the end of the season. Gary DeSarcina from day one helped him with a multitude of things. So Rosie was always working on something to get better at defense. And I thought we saw the benefits of that at the end of the season. Rosie is going to continue to get better because that's the kind of player he is. He, goes, he comes to the field every day to work. And he listens and he's coachable. So he's going to continue to develop and get better. But what I saw at the end of the season, I'm completely happy with. He great, got great jumps on the ball. He, he worked the angles really well. His setup when the, the pitch was coming to home was on point. He really cared about that part of it. And, and when you care about those small things, you get that extra step and, and are able to make those plays that might not be made. And uh, I'm really proud of the way he went about his business this year. I think I said it last year, he, he can do whatever he wants. He's got that athletic ability. You know, he runs like a deer. He's got plus, plus power. So he's going to continue to get better and better. And uh, I think when you have that kind of talent, work ethic and things like that come into play, and he has all those attributes to be the best player he can possibly be. He's going to get his chance. He's going to come into spring training, and he's going to get a chance to make the team. And, and the reason he's going to get that chance is because he worked so hard throughout his minor league season this year to put him in a, put him in a position where everybody thinks that he's got a chance to succeed in the big leagues next year and make our opening day roster by his improved defense and the way he works at it. He's going to continue to improve this winter and he'd be even better in spring training. His ability to keep the ball in the zone and not chase as much. He really made some good adjustments last year on all those things that maybe in spring training we were concerned about. And he's put himself in a position to, yes, make the team and probably hit somewhere in the middle of the lineup with that kind of power. Who will be his prime competition in spring training? Is it, is it Dom? At this point, it's hard to tell. We don't know, uh, you know who exactly is going to be on our roster when uh, spring training happens. I know that Dom Smith will be there. Uh, Peter Alonzo will be there. And I'm sure others will be. So at this point, I'm glad that uh, we're going to get to see the big boy out there uh, having a chance to make the team because he deserves it. I mean, this kid has done everything that we asked and even more. Everybody I've talked to, all they talk about is what a great kid this is and the work ethic. And like we talked about with Rosie, the talent is there. You know, he's got 80 power. He can, he can lay off of pitches, and that's what you want in a power hitter.
and I'm excited to get to get to see him, you know, for more than 15 at bats like I got to last year. Frazier and McNeil, are they guys who you can see playing first base on more than just an emergency basis? I think both of them could go over there in a pinch if we needed them to and succeed over there. I think uh, Fraser's ability to play defense uh, at, at either corner position is going to be very good. And I think McNeil is a good enough baseball player, uh, has great great instincts, and he could probably play in, in multiple positions, even the outfield. So I'm very confident they could go over there if we needed them to. McNeil doesn't have a position. How realistically I think you're going to get to see him in the lineup often. I think with who we have on our roster, guys need rest. And Rosie's going to need some rest. We saw that last year when he got a day or two off a week. He bounced back really good and was more focused, and, and I think that that would help him. I think that uh, Frazier, obviously, is going to need some rest. Um, and we want his bat in the lineup. He can hit. He's going to put the ball in play. And I'm really excited to have him off the bench if that happens as well, because you know no matter who the pitcher is, you're going to have a guy that's going to come in with a runner in scoring position to put the ball in play and give you a chance to score a run. I think he can go out there and play it. I think that, uh, you know, obviously it's not going to be above average um, defense, but if you pick a spot where it's a heavy left-handed lineup and 25 to 30% of the time or 50% of the time he's playing on the right side of second base anyway, where he normally would play, it that he could definitely play short in, in that instance. <laughs> if it's allowed, that's right. I'm going to approach my job the same way. I think that uh, there's uh, energy in the air at this point with everything that Brody's doing. He's tirelessly working to get us the best baseball team we can possibly get. I have no doubt that Sandy tirelessly worked to, to do the same thing. They probably did it in a little bit of a different way. I think as far as I am concerned, I'm going to have a relationship that is um, one where we can both say what we feel to each other and try to improve the Mets in every way. You know, I think it's it's something. I think the idea came from the rest of baseball. There's other teams doing this, so we started kind of looking into it. And I, you know, I made some phone calls to some people that I know that uh, have it, and and it's a, it's a impactful position for one main reason in in my mind. It allows the other coaches that are coaching positions to spend more time with the players. This has to be all about the players, and and. When you're doing administrative work or having to grind over analytical information the first day of a series, you miss out on some of that. So this quality control coach is going to come in, help us organize the information a little bit more, free up the other coaches to go out there and teach. Like Gary DeSarcina needs to be out there with Rosario and Cano and all of them helping make each other better instead of spending two and a half, three hours every you know series the first game of every series grinding over all of this information and having that quality control coach is going to allow him to do that a little bit more what's that
the quality control. Not necessarily. It's going to be a combination of uh, all those guys, um, but he's going to he's going to break down that first layer of information from the analytics department into something that's probably you know we can we can make things happen a little bit quicker. What did you like about Luis specifically? For that role? We had Luis in spring training last year. He was obviously uh, he was our Double A manager, and he was in spring training. And you know I couldn't have said better things about him. Uh, after spring was over. Everybody really connected with Luis. He's a smart guy. He understands analytics. He's willing to learn. He's a collaborator, and he's perfect for this position. He's bilingual, and we're, we're lucky that we had him in the Mets organization and come in and fill this role in the major league staff. When it's a rule, I'm in favor of it because I have to be. Uh, so I think that uh, teams that utilize information and dig deeper than other teams have an advantage when you can shift. And if you can shift, we're going to try to take advantage of that. If you can't, we're going to have to try to come up with, with another way to um, defend. And I think it won't be just, okay, go back to the normal positions that we were playing 50 years ago. I think we're going to have to put our heads together and try to see what we can do that's creative to take advantage and be better than other teams with the set of rules that used to exist or, or the, the new set of rules where everybody has to play on a certain side of the bag. So I kind of look at it like that. No matter what they implement, we have to be the best at – defending the positions that are allowed to be defended. I think it's uh, caused less runs. So when you're a, a pitching heavy team, that's good. If you obviously, you need runs to score when you're a pitching heavy team. And it's tougher to score runs when the shift is in there. So I'm kind of kind of in between on it. And like I said before, we'll follow the rules, but we're going to try to follow the rules and, and be more creative and think deeper than, than everybody else uh, within those rules and be the best uh, defensive team we can possibly be. Is that anything you've started to talk about already, or is that just down that's down the line. I think that, uh, you know, I'm sure our analytics department, they love to do crazy things on a whim. So I'm sure they've looked into some, some things. Uh, but uh, I haven't really thought about it too much till uh, these answers. you tried recruiting Andrew Miller yet? Not yet. What was your pitch pick? You're really good. We need you. No, no, he, he's he's a great guy. You have not been in contact with him. No, no, not at this point. I I, I sent him a text for Thanksgiving. It said Happy Thanksgiving. He said Happy Thanksgiving back. Yeah. In your mind right now, do you have an ideal leadoff hitter with this roster? Nimmo and Rosario both there for extended periods last year. I think I said it at the end of the season. I mean, Nemo, Nemo is your ideal leadoff hitter. Rosie 
doing that at the end of the season and Nemo, you know, seemingly hitting out of place for a while was was strictly a development thing. It actually worked out really well. We won a lot of games with uh, Rosie leading off, but you know, starting a new season, Nemo needs to be leading off, and and he'll be in that in that spot. He he could. I, that, that's that's something I haven't spent a ton of time on. I think we need to see where Lagaris is at in spring training, and that's something that can be fluid. I have to see what our roster is going to be when the time comes. I do know at this moment that Nemo is going to be our, on our roster and healthy and ready to go, and we know his ability to get on base is going to be there. So when a right-hander starts, there's a pr pretty good chance he's going to be leading off. Other than that, we're going to have to see where we're at at the end of spring training and, and see what our personnel looks like uh, going into the season to, to determine that. Where's Real Muto been hitting on <laughs> We're probably third for, for the Marlins. That was a good question, though. Yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Where's Harper going to hit? Yeah, so I think I think uh, I said it last week, and I, I really feel strongly about this. I think that Gesellman, at this point, I like him in the bullpen. I think Lugo adds a lot of flexibility to what uh, we are as a team and what he can do. You know, if somebody goes down in the rotation for an extended period of time, I think he can come into the rotation, and you're not going to miss a beat. If we had one start to be made, I would be – less likely to want to put Lugo in the rotation for that one start. It would have to be an extended period because I wouldn't want to take him away from the, the bullpen at that point in time. So I think both of them could start if we needed them to, but I would lean more towards always wanting Gesellman in the bullpen and knowing that Lugo could move into the rotation if we needed someone for a long period of time. I hope he always wants to start. I think it's something that fuels him. It makes him a really good pitcher. It makes him prepare harder every day. It makes him want to be the best he can possibly be. I think at some point in the future, you're going to see a really good starter. I think the way our team's made up at this time, um, it just doesn't allow that. And I'm glad that we have a player that wants to go out there and win and, and is not going to let what he wants personally affect the way he prepares and pitches. That's very commendable because there's not a lot of guys like that. You know, they're going to pout and not work hard because they're not getting what they want. Lugo's the opposite of that. I think it motivates him to be an even better reliever, and that's rare. Do you have an ideal spot in the lineup in mind for Cano yet? He's going to hit third. He's very comfortable a three hole. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 